On the Way Home is proudly supported by Ellis Dong Community Builders, a group formed within the Ellis Dong group of companies to assist those who wish to deliver affordable and sustainable housing by providing development management services and leveraging Ellis Dong's turnkey cradle-to-grave project capabilities. We incorporate all that a world-leading development, construction, and building services company has to offer to provide innovative and sustainable developments that connect and energize communities. Our offering is not simply a development and construction solution. It's a holistic and comprehensive approach that ensures the delivery of assets that communities can be proud of. To learn more, please visit www.communitybuilders.ellisdon.com. We at On The Way Home would like to acknowledge the original stewards of whose lands this podcast is recorded on. In York Region, we recognize we're on the traditional territories of the Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, and the Anishinaabe peoples, and that this is the treaty lands of the Mississaugas of the Credit. And in Vancouver, we acknowledge that we are on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, the Musqueam, Squahomish, and Tsleil-Waututh, whose presence on these lands continue to this day. Welcome to another episode of On The Way Home. I am Michael Braithwaite from Blue Door, one of your hosts, but my far more coherent co-host, the <laughs> master of avoiding comms disaster, Stefania from CAH is here with me today. Steph, how are you doing? I'm doing good. You really did work on that. I, I really enjoyed it. It was almost like had a little bit of alliteration in there almost. Like, it was great. Thank you. I, You know what? I need to step up my game. I... <laughs> I think I need to start doing some intros and like spinning this on a, on you a little bit. So, you know, because I think you deserve the pick me up too. But yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm well. I'm well. Thanks. As we record this, of course, uh, we are on the cusp going into the holiday season. We just passed mm. Giving Tuesday, and uh, Canada was very, very generous. Very generous in York Region to Blue Door. Uh, today is actually Thankful Thursday, so we will say thank you to everyone. Uh, from Blue Door and the entire sector for being so generous and helping us with uh, our most vulnerable. What's uh, going on at CAH? Well, yeah, I think as we kind of wind down on the year, we're always preparing for next year, and that always involves conversations about what we're going to do for our annual conference next November, whether it'll be in-person, virtual, or a little bit of both, you know, where it'll be if it is in-person, just all those fun conversations with a little, like, sprinkling of pandemic complications well, on top of it, of course. It seems like you have quite a challenge there. And speaking of challenges, why don't you introduce our guest for today? Ooh, ah, nice see what I did there? segue. <laughs> I would love to introduce our two wonderful guests. So we have Jessica Paquita, who is a design researcher and advocate for human-centered design, which involves understanding people's lived experience and perspectives in order to design new solutions. She's an innovation specialist on the housing supply challenge team at CMHC and leading the design of the Northern Access Round. And of course, we also have Danielle Millet, uh, who believes in the power of combining new perspectives with existing knowledge to address complex, long-standing housing supply issues. Currently, she's the Senior Analyst of Program Operations and Policies on CMHC's Innovation Team. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, 
So we've started this new tradition where we ask uh, all of our guests the same first question, and it always renders really interesting answers. So I'm really curious to hear from the two of you, especially given your backgrounds. Um, so the question is, what does home mean to you? And Jess, maybe we'll start with you. Sure. I think for me, home is a place that is stable, that is accessible, that can serve as a sanctuary or a refuge. Um, I think it's a place that meets your needs and somewhere that you want to be and where you feel most comfortable and most yourself. I think that's what home means to me. I think I agree with you. I was going to say much of the same thing, but it's really like that place that provides the stability in your life. You know, it's where you start and end your day and you have that safety and that comfort and that feeling of relief knowing that you can go there and that, that you have this, this refuge. So very similar. That's a good question. <laughs> well, home means many things to many different people and we've got some terrific answers, including yours. Now, CMHC does all sorts of amazing different things. Great, great programs. On this episode, we want to talk about the House of Supply Challenge, but it's been a while since we've, we've talked about or had an episode on that challenge. Uh, so maybe you can refresh our listeners' memories and tell us how the challenge started and what it's meant to accomplish. Okay, so I'll give you a bit of an overview. So the Housing Supply Challenge is a five-year, $300 million initiative. It has multiple unique rounds to break down barriers to housing supply across Canada. And it's an open innovation approach where we provide a theme area. And this is what we refer to as a round of the challenge. So we, we've launched two rounds on different theme areas. The first one was data-driven uh, housing supply that launched in October 2020. And then our second round was on the theme area of pre-development process of, of housing, and that launched uh, this past June. So basically, we asked Canadians to identify the issues that limit or prevent uh, housing in their local area and how they would propose to solve it. So it's meant to ultimately increase housing supply that is affordable by breaking down the barriers that prevent enough affordable and adequate housing supply in the first place. So many uh, of these issues are long-standing, they're complex, and you know, nobody can solve them alone. So um, yeah, basically our next theme area uh, is on supply chain in, nor in this Northern Access round. Jess, do, I, do you have anything that you want to add there in terms of how we started? Or Yeah, I think I just want to emphasize that the Housing Supply Challenge is put in place to really target these systemic barriers to housing supply, which the, like Danielle mentioned, there's multiple theme areas. Um, and so this program will not fund the building and maintenance of units. Um, there's a lot of other CMHC programs that do that, but it's really in these theme areas to break down these systemic barriers that have been entrenched for so long um, across a, a bunch of different topics. So. Um, and the, the focus really being on innovation and working with legal entities that may be coming with, you know, very innovative and different ideas um, and um, needing support and funding to, to make them feasible and viable. Um, so, yeah. Well, you're speaking our language. Innovation is what we like to see on the show. We invite a lot of people on so they can share their knowledge like you're doing today. 
Uh, now you mentioned we're in the northern access round. What can you tell us about the housing need uh, in northern and remote regions of Canada so we have a better understanding? Okay, well, I mean, generally speaking, the north is in urgent housing need with limited options. And when I say housing need, I'm coming from CMHC, so to me that means this, these are dwellings that are unaffordable or not in good repair or they're inadequate for a person's needs. It can be uh, a combination of all of those things. And northern regions have the highest percentages of people living in housing need in Canada. Um, and, and there's a range of, of this need. So it could be, you know, on one end of, of the range, it could be people who find there is a limited amount of housing that they could buy or rent that's, you know, obtainable to places that have no housing market whatsoever. So if you think about our financing model down here, it, I mean, it doesn't even apply. Um, there's also a need for different housing types to get people out of housing need. Um, and at the far end of this range are the communities facing urgent housing crisis. Um, and with the way things are now, it could take decades to build the units that are needed today. So, I mean, it's challenging to meet the housing demand when there's this element of remoteness involved. It's, you know, it's almost inconceivable for somebody like myself who's sitting here, you know, in a southern suburb to understand just how expensive and uh, difficult it is to get service land to build on or the specialized durable materials they need to, for housing to last in that climate. Um, otherwise, what you build would rapidly deteriorate up there. So, um, and yeah, it's actually, it's also about getting the crew and the trades you need. Uh, it's complicated, but basically smaller communities don't have train workers and uh, uh, trades that can support this housing development. So uh, basically access to um, the supply chain for all of the things I just mentioned, it, it's really a, a vital component of delivering long-term attainable housing supply in northern and remote regions. Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high-quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart, Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Jess, I don't know if I captured everything yeah, no. there. There's so much to say. <laughs> For sure, we, we do have so much to say um, about about this, and I think um, Danielle highlighted a really important part, is that um, southern regions face very different housing needs than northern regions do, and um, um, as there, there's drastic differences per, between the south and the north as well in terms of, you know, infrastructure, property development processes, and um, a myriad of other things that make southern solutions not um, possible in northern contexts. Um, and I think there's, uh, because of the uniqueness of the climate in the north, of the culture, of um, the distinct needs of people, um, there's also um, 
a lot of these needs are not adequately being met. Um, so we're really looking at solutions that will provide direct benefit to Northerners. Um, and as, um, as Danielle's highlighted, the supply chain is really the focus here as it's one of the greatest inhibitors to um, you know, making the, the cost of um, building and maintaining more affordable. Yeah, so let's let's perhaps talk a little bit more about the round then. So how is the Northern Access Round different than the other two rounds? And what sort of projects are being targeted and why? Uh, so the Northern Access Round is quite different from previous rounds because of this connection to supply chain, um, which it may not be so intuitive to, to listeners or to people who are interested in participating in the challenge. Um, so the, the reason why we focused on supply chain is because it is the underpinning of all of the time, cost, and risk that's involved in accessing resources to build and maintain housing. So it's kind of a cart before the horse situation. You can't, um, you know, build and maintain housing in an affordable way if you don't have um, access to resources and supply chain um, that works efficiently and effectively. Um, so there's a huge range of solutions that are possible for this round. Um, we're looking for you know, local community-driven solutions that reduce dependency on supply chain. And maybe that's through um, having community warehouses or community sawmills, um, for example. And then there's also the opportunity to have um, large-scale, multi-regional um, like transportation projects, for example, um, that could improve, you know, sea lift operations um, in certain places in Nunavut, for example, or um, could address the the like ongoing reduction of um, available time to use ice roads because of you know climate change, reducing the the length of time that you can actually transport by ice road or even improve, improving gravel strips in fly in fly out communities. There's a huge range of what's possible in this round and we don't want to limit um, the types of solutions and ideas that, that come through and we're really trying to emphasize the both reducing dependency on supply chain and you know improving the supply chain as well. And Danielle, if there's anything you want to add specifically there. <laughs> that was a great answer. I think it's, to me, it's really about getting what you need, where and when you need it, um, within budget and in good condition. So a solution that, you know, allows northern and remote regions to, to achieve that is, is really what we're talking about. Well, I think that's so great and, and so important. You know, um, at the Alliance, we have the National Alliance to End Rural and Remote Homelessness, or the network, pardon me. Um, and, and just having the opportunity to learn more about the situation that happens up north and in remote communities, I think it's such a great idea to have a round dedicated to this, this problem. Um, and so when I was looking at the Housing Supply Challenge on the CMHC website and learning more about this round in preparation for you folks coming on today, uh, I saw the Northern Ideas Development Program um, pop out. So I was just wondering if, if you guys can speak to what that is. 
Yeah, so this is new to the Housing Supply Challenge. I think it's really cool. We put in place for this Northern Access round and it's an additional stage one. So the first stage is the support to address the barriers to entry that Northern and remote applicants face. Um, so an Indigenous owned consulting firm will deliver proposal development support to Northern and remote applicants only. And this program has like two main objectives. So um, the first one is like solution support for early ideas. Typically the challenge requires you to have like pretty much a fully baked idea to, to propose. But in this one, communities can start with like a well understood problem, something that they would like to have addressed and they can receive support identifying a solution to that. Um, and then also if you have early ideas of a solution or you already have a proposal, you can receive support to refine that solution and then therefore like prepare a strong proposal. Um, so fully developed ideas are not required in order to use it. That's like the coolest feature I think. Um, and then the second is really about capacity building and bolstering these northern led solutions so this program will offset consultant costs that uh, and therefore like increase the capacity of an under-resourced community that may not otherwise be able to prepare a proposal so our aim is to bring those those meaningful locally relevant solutions to light we, we don't want to miss them um, and if they are interested in applying, we wanna increase the likelihood of success, of getting through that stage one and getting into stage two, if we can. So we're looking at making the application as easy as possible to this Northern Ideas program. And I mean, everything will be available um, when we launch the round on January 12th, and 2022. I, I just wanted to add to that yes. the, the launch of this program, um, this support program, particularly for the Northern Access Round, is um, you know out of the acknowledgement that government processes um, can be difficult to navigate, and getting into these programs is is not easy and as accessible as it can be. And we're really there's a lot of limitations that are put on us in terms of the rigor of an application process and the evaluation process that we have to abide by. And despite trying to make the application process as simple as possible, we recognize that there are still barriers to entry. So this program is, is really meant to help um, individuals get their foot in the door and be able to apply into the challenge and to put forward a solid application. Um, with the hopes, with the acknowledgement that yes, there's a lot more that can still be done to make um, government programs more accessible. I absolutely love what you're saying about making it more accessible. I know CMAC has been working so hard at that. They're listening, they're saying, how do we make this easy to access? How do we make the application easier? Uh, we so appreciate that in the sector. So where do people go to apply for this round and submit? Where can they learn more about the Housing Supply Challenge? So I would encourage um, anyone that's interested to go to our website um, and you can sign up for updates on our website. Um, and uh, the round itself will launch January 12th, 2022. And when it launches, that all of the information will be available, including the applicant guide, um, some frequently asked questions. Um, we will be hosting a launch event on January 12th as well, and then there will be a more detailed info session uh, later, or I think it's in the beginning of February. All these dates will be released and be available online. 
um, and and um, the applicant guide is definitely or will definitely be the best resource to reference in developing out your application if you're interested in applying. Yeah, if you Google the Housing Supply Challenge, you will see our, our CMHC page and it actually links you to the Impact Canada site. So we're under this Impact Canada Innovation Initiative. So we're, we're so fortunate because we use their portal to accept applications into the round. Um, so yeah, everything can be found if you just Google Housing Supply Challenge, Northern Access Round, uh, and the rest will be, will be there. Well, that's so great. And honestly, it's so, as Michael mentioned earlier, we always love to have guests on who are looking at innovative ideas to end homelessness, uh, you know, or in this case, address the housing supply. So it's been really great to hear about every round of the housing supply challenge. And hopefully we'll have you folks on to talk about the next round. But uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Well, Steph, I learned so much uh, from that episode. I mean, things that uh, in the sector, we're both in the sector that uh, we take for granted, right? Or maybe I just do, but I never think of supply chain and I never have to think about, you know, the, the materials that would be different if you were in a more Northern region um, and even culture, different things like that. So there's, there's you know, you need uh, different thought and there's different needs in different areas. And this housing supply challenge is so cool that they, they have a targeted challenge for the north exciting to have them on yeah i agree i think you know you and i know in the sector that the north is really suffering from you know housing need and i think it's so clever to go to the people who know what the problems are best and give them the opportunity to come up with those solutions or at least identify the problems and kind of have support to get to those necessary solutions so yeah i think it's a really great idea i think the housing supply challenge uh website page is really easy to navigate. Uh, so I really hope strongly encourage all of our listeners to go check it out. Yeah, if you're from the north, January 12th, this is when the supply challenge drops for you. Check out the site, use the Google, get out there, how's the supply <laughs> challenge, uh, look it up, as Steph said, easy to use, make change happen, put those innovative ideas to work. And we will see you next time on the way home. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.